Good morning, Pathway Church. Hey, uh, as uh, Pastor Brian said, my name's Nate. I'm one of the pastors here, and it's just a, a, an honor and a joy uh, to be able to be here and be with you. And uh, I heard some laughter, so do y'all remember this? <laughs> so if you weren't here, I spoke uh, probably too close uh, from now, but um, I spoke a while about these carts. And I just want to say thanks to everyone that have sent me all the pictures You've emailed, you've texted me. Uh, it's a real thing, and we're doing it together. And I'm, I'm just saying, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna overcome this. And so if you didn't see that uh, message, that's okay. But with that, I kind of feel that today's part two from that message I did. So if you uh, don't know what we're talking about, that's okay. But we're in this series called Thrive, and we're going through First Peter. And we're talking about this chaos and it's been great. We've had all these different people uh, come and speak. It's just been a wonderful series, and we're grateful, and we're grateful that you're here. So uh, we have this thing that we use today called social media, and social media does something, and some of you saw uh, something that came out, and you saw the title of this message, uh, and the title of this message is Don't Kick the Cat, and some of you just came for that reason only, you know, and so... Um, but it kind of gets you thinking. And so I kind of wanted to just share where we were going with that and how the Lord's going to use that and use his word today. So don't kick the cat. So I brought a friend with me today. And um, some of you, now before we do this, hang on, all right? Some of you have taken a long journey with me, all right? And I just want to say thank you for sticking with me. You've been so kind. And so before we bring a friend, before we bring a friend out, there's, there's something that you got to know, all right? Some of you in here are, are super, super amazing cat lovers, all right? I just want to say, bless your heart, all right? So, <laughs> bless your heart. So, that's all I want to say before I bring a friend out, all right? So, before we bring him out, though, <laughs> I'm just playing. And this is my friend right here, all right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of reasons. <laughs> I want to let you all know something that that was really prayed over because I was this close to bringing a real cat. And you know me. Some of you know me, all right? But there's a couple of reasons. Back to the internet thing. I didn't want to go viral if that thing scratches me or gets loose in the church, all right? <laughs> so we're having some fun. But here's the reason. There's a story, and some of you may know this name, by a guy that said he shared this story. His name's Zig Ziglar, leadership guy. Some of you may know that name, some of you may not, that's okay. Well, he tells this story, and then that's how we're going to get this. We're going to connect it with 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 12, and you can go ahead and turn there because we're about to read it in just a minute. But he tells this story about this whole thing with this cat, and it intrigued me just because that's kind of who I am. Well, what's interesting is, is that he tells this story, and let's just say his name's Mr. B. Mr. B is a very well-known business guy. He's He's kind of got it all together. And so he tells this story about Mr. B and, and about this cat. And so Mr. B, he's having, you know, a pretty rough morning. And then all of a sudden he realizes he's actually late for an appointment. And so he needs to get where he needs to go. But unfortunately, traffic is a mess. He probably lives in Vero Beach trying to get through the little U-turn right up here on, you know, 58th and 60 probably. Um, some of y'all have met Jesus there. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, I've met Jesus there too. So, 
And so Mr. B's trying to get, he's trying to get to what he needs to get to, and he's late, and he runs into his business complex there, and as he's in there, he runs in, he sees the sales manager, and his sales manager is having a pretty good day, nothing's wrong, but Mr. B runs into his sales manager and just starts kind of just chewing him out for no reason, just because Mr. B's late, and he's having a rough day, and it's all bad. Now the sales manager's having a bad day. The sales manager runs into his assistant, and the assistant, she hasn't done anything. She's having a great day. Everything's great for her. But now the sales manager runs into the assistant, and the assistant now is having a bad day because the sales manager, the sales manager yelled at her for not doing something just right. She's not even sure what she did wrong, and so now she's having a bad day. So now the assistant, she finally gets home. She gets home. She sees her 12-year-old son. His room's dirty. You get where I'm going with this, right? And so she gets home. The 12-year-old son, his room's dirty. She's taken it out on him. He really didn't do anything. He, she, he hadn't even had a chance to even say hi. And all of a sudden, now he's having a bad day. And just so happens at that point in the moment, Fluffy the family cat just comes across, right? And just the 12-year-old son, don't blame me. Don't yell at me. I'm t- blame the 12-year-old son, all right? But just so happens, Fluffy the family cat, that's kind of hard to say, but he comes across, and what do you know, that 12-year-old son, the cat didn't do anything, but the 12-year-old son goes, boom, and just kicks Fluffy and just punts him, basically. And some of you are like, Nate, yeah, it's all right. It's a made-up story. If you're going to email me, email me at randym at pathwayvv.com. That's my email. (laughs) So you're saying, Nate, what's the point of this story? Here's the point of this story is that it would have been easier for Mr. B just to go to to the assistant's house and just kick the cat himself, right? It would have just been easier. But instead, we do something in life what Mr. B did, right? We have a bad day. We take it out on somebody else. That person now has a bad day, they take it out on somebody else. That person has a bad day, now they take it out on somebody else. The next thing you know, poor Fluffy gets punted across the kitchen. And so for many of us, we laugh and we think about this, but in this world, bad feelings do transfer. If you're like me, and many times we've been guilty of kicking the cat. I think it's human nature for us that when things go from bad to worse, we want to share and we want someone else to share in the experience with us. Mm, amen. Mm. If someone else needs to feel bad in the process, so be it. Because if I got to feel bad, if somebody's going to yell at me, then I'm going to yell at somebody. Come on now, church. And so we're all guilty. And if anything, I'll just tell on myself today, and that's okay. Because trust me, I've been guilty of kicking the cat. So if you have your Bibles with you today, we're going to turn to 1 Peter chapter 3, and we're just going to read verses 8 through 12. And I'm going to read from the ESV version, but I'm going to talk a lot from the NIV version. So I want you guys to get this, and let's read this and see what God's Word says to us and how we're going to connect all this. It says this, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. (laughs) Come on now. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those 
who do evil. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for whose we are. We're your sons and daughters, and we're thankful and we're grateful. May you guide us and direct us today and help us in this and do what your word is saying to us today and what Peter's trying to tell us. In Jesus' name, amen. So let me give you some context. Some of you that have been here, you've heard uh, uh, many things about this already, but here's what happens with this context is that we got to remember what Peter's letter is. Peter is writing to a group of Christians living in Asia, Asia Minor. Some of you have heard this in the past few weeks. That's fine. Quick recap. Who have fled government-sponsored persecution in Rome. So listen to this. They have lost family members, homes, and livelihoods. They have had the mother of bad days, and Peter urges them, don't kick the cat. Listen to what he writes again. This is the NIV version. I love this. Finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic, love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Now, we could literally stop the whole service right there. And so for me and for us, as we're going through this chaos of life, as we're still dealing with all the shopping carts in our life, as we're all trying to not kick the cat today, I believe Peter gives us right there five key elements to not kick the cat to help us thrive in this journey we call life. So here's the first one, harmony, harmony. Now, thankfully, we're blessed with an amazing worship team, and you guys get to hear some amazing harmony. Now, if you want to hear some bad harmony, then I would sing for you, all right? And so we're not going to put anybody through that. You already got to listen to me preach, all right? So the bad harmony. So think about when you've heard bad harmony. When you think about the music illustration, but Peter isn't talking about the music. Peter is urging the believers in Asia Minor to live in harmony with one another. Don't be different voices fighting for the same airwaves. Instead, blend your voices in a beautiful song. Good harmony requires those participating to know where the other singers have been and where they are going. Mm. Come on now. Peter isn't talking about worship music, though. A study of the original language, get this, reveals that the word harmony combines two words in the original language. The first word means the same. The second part means understanding on an emotional level. Mm. Harmony. So Peter is urging the church to have the same understanding of one another on an emotional level. It's not a chance to simply try and get along. This interpretation only scratches the surface of what Peter is imploring the church in Asia Minor to do. Peter is urging Christians to be of one feeling toward one another. Mm, Come on now, church. It's not just a mind thing. Although understanding is involved, he wants us to understand the emotion and the purpose behind the thought. Harmony. Now listen, I'm going to try to just tiptoe around this little subject here because last week, uh, Pastor Ken did a great job when he talked about this. So I'm going to use daughters because I have one daughter and she's young. But let's just say fathers for a minute. Let's just have a moment, okay? Okay. Some of you have raised daughters, some of you have daughters now, some of you 
Your adult daughters, you're still trying to connect on this, but you know when our daughters come to us, and even for me, I'm trying to understand this, and they say, Dad, I got this, or they're trying to talk to us, and what do we say? Because we're fixers, right? We're men, we're dads, we want to fix the situation. We want to take care of it, and kind of, for me, I'm guilty. I'm kind of like a bull in a china shop. I just go in and fix it, but most of the time, I make a bigger mess, right? You get where I'm saying, like, I'm not talking about husband and wives. That was last week. I'm staying out of that, all right? But what happens is, is this, is that we'll be like, oh, we understand, we understand this, we get this. And what does it happen, my daughter? She's only eight and she's already getting, she's here, and so we just pray for her because I don't want to pick on her. But she'd be like, already, like, you know, she does this thing, you know, yeah. Man, I'm getting pretty good at that, but she'd be like, dad, you don't get it. Man, I feel like I'm pretty cool, you know, but it's just, she's like, Dad, you don't get it. She's, she's just not wanting me to fix it. She's wanting me to emotionally get understanding of who she is and what's going on. She's not looking for me to necessarily fix it. She wants me to get down on her emotional level and get into her life and have harmony in that. Now, here's the deal. I'm using a funny illustration. Like I said, I was going to use my wife, but I wanted to make sure I made a home okay. <laughs> so that was last week. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But I believe Peter, this is what he's urging the church in Asia Minor, and he's urging us to do the same, is that we share an emotional understanding of each other because there's moments and times where we don't quite get it but for many of us there's a reason why and most of the time it's because we don't listen and not only do we not listen but for many of us we're like me I may try to fix it and I'm not quite getting it I'm not getting the emotional part of it and so there's no harmony in it and so Peter's telling us what to do in these verses. He's telling us and giving us these five key elements. And for many of us, we're missing this point. We're missing what it is that he has for us. But I love this about Peter. I believe that he's so big on this emotional understanding. I suppose that's why Peter uses these feeling words after he says live in harmony with one another. And we're going to get to them. But be sympathetic. Love his brothers. Be compassionate. These feeling words protect the rich harmony and fellowship of the church. That fellowship is important, church. Peter wants the church in Asia Minor that is hurting from outside pressure and persecution to draw together in understanding and purpose. We're on the same team. We're on the same team. Why is it? Why is it? that we're attacking each other from inside the church. It's because we're missing out on understanding and the emotional feeling of each other and the harmony, and we don't understand what maybe someone else is going through because we haven't, and this is gonna be for later, you're gonna get it. We haven't maybe listened enough and we're trying to fix the wrong thing. The church is having a bad day. He doesn't want church members kicking the cat. Come on now, church. Man, you got me up here sweating. Yeah, give me a couple amens. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry, Lord. That was, that was flesh. My bad. <laughs> but the church is having a bad day. 
And we're going to get to this in a minute. And I'm running out of time already, but we're going to get to this in a minute. But I'm telling you, why is it that we're kicking each other? Why is it? What what are we missing? Peter's telling us, live in harmony. And most of us are like, "Mm, you don't get it. Man, we're missing this. Second thing, be sympathetic. Listen to this. Man, I love this. This is an old saying you learn, your mom or your dad or somebody, your guardian. Put yourself in someone else's shoes. Make yourself stand in their place. Do you know what the opposite of the word sympathy is? Considering the context of, Peter, context of Peter's letter, the opposite might be this. It might be apathy, which means not caring, indifferent. And here's the thing about apathy. And this is a crazy thing that I see in our world today with apathy. But unfortunately, I see it in the church, is that it can seem innocent, right? Apathy can seem innocent. Because here's the thing about apathy. It doesn't do anything bad because it doesn't do anything at all. Apathy is just kind of the stale. There's nothing to it. Apathy ignores things. Apathy avoids things. Mm, Come on now. Come on now. Let's, uh, let's help others handle the load. Let's be sympathetic. Let's put ourselves in their shoes. You know, man, I love this. This is a church saying, man. And so if you, we're going we're gonna to get to this in a minute. But listen, this is a church saying, yeah, yeah, mm, I know how you're feeling. No, you don't. No, that's a church thing. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I know. No, you don't know how I'm feeling. Come on. I don't know how you're feeling. You don't know how I'm feeling. I don't know your week, and you don't know mine. But man, the great thing about church is, is that we can come in here in harmony, and we can come in here and maybe be sympathetic, and we can try to lift the load for each other. But for many of us, you know what we love to do? We love apathy. Mm, I'm just going to stand back. I'm just going to rip on Pastor Nate's pants. I'm just going <laughs> to... Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh. Come on now. Uh-huh. I'm not going to serve. I'm not going to. You get what I'm saying? You, you know where I'm going. So we have this I really don't care attitude, and I don't know where that comes from. So I know from my own life, That in the midst of personal conflict and trouble, it's easy to throw our hands up and surrender and say, I don't care. And I don't care about this. I don't care about you. I don't care about your problems. I don't care about harmony. Nate's over here talking about harmony. I don't care about that either. I don't care about nothing. I don't care about what happens about nothing. We throw ourselves this little pity party. And then you're still just talking about my pants. And yet I think we all hope and pray that when the day is going bad, that someone will understand and be sympathetic and care about us, don't we? Come on now. Huh? Do we see the conflict here as the church in a world that is suffering? We are called to care for one another and understand one another on a deep, intimate level as family. Live in harmony and be sympathetic. So here's the deal. 
It's kind of like the old saying, Wendy's dad says this in his Kentucky draw. He's always going to say, if that don't get you fired up, then your wood's wet. Some of you will get that later, I guess. And so I'm just saying, if you're sitting back, arms folded, apathy, I don't care, attitude, then man, I don't know what else needs to happen. Because I'm going to tell you right now, in that first song that we sang, when we're saying, get up, get up, get up out of that grave, if that don't get you excited, then your wood's wet. You know what I'm saying? So let's go. Let's go, church. All right, I got to keep moving. All right, the third one is this, love as brothers slash brotherly love. Two different versions there. I read the ESV, all right, and, and, and the uh, NIV. But what I love about this is love of brothers and brotherly love. Here's the deal. I'm wondering, did, did Peter know really honestly what he's talking about? Because any of you that have brothers in here, right? <laughs> you know what kind of love that is? So I have three brothers. So four of us boys. Yes, my mom is a saint. Yes. All right. So four of us boys. Now here's this something that's crazy. And some of you are going to get this. All right. So, and some of you are like, oh, you don't know, Nate. You didn't have sisters. No, I didn't. But I had three brothers. So four of us boys, we, we just beat each other up, all right? We just did. There's just no doubt about it. Actually, I was, I was, I was trying to ask my mom for, for a picture, and all these pictures are so old, it's going to look bad on the screen. But uh, there's a video of basically me trying to kill my brother, and she was going to send that. I was going to show it, but I wanted you all to still love me, all right? So, <laughs> but I mean, there's times we literally just went crazy. But then there's something that's crazy about it, right? Come on. We can, do, we, we can do whatever we wanted to our brothers. But then somebody else, oh, hey. Come on. You know, we'd be ready. I'm not a, that's a bad boxing pose. But. So here's what I want you to get. Listen to this. I shared this before. And then we're talking about this love. We're talking about this, all these things that Peter's given us. I want you guys to connect this. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, listen to these words, and I've shared this before, but I want you to get it today. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but, not, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but not love, I am nothing, man. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. And then, of course, these verses that are read at many weddings and other things. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Now, I've shared this before in this church, but years ago I was convicted because someone challenged me with something. And they challenged me with this. They said, Nate, wherever it says love or where it says it, meaning love, put your name in that place. Mmm. Woo. Mmm. I can't even get past the first one. Nate is patient. Nate is kind. Come on now, church. There's a world that is looking for this love, for this brotherly love, for somebody to live in harmony, to be sympathetic, to reach out, to know what maybe 
God can do in their life and see what it is that can happen. The world is looking, but many of us miss this love aspect. And when I say many of us, I really mean myself. I'm not telling anybody else's story except for mine. And I'm convicted with that. I, I, I live that every day. That's been forever, years ago, when someone challenged me with that. And so all I'm going to ask you as we move on here is this, is that we just continue to do what Peter's asked us to do, to love as brothers. As we continue on, we're going to combine these, be compassionate and be humble. And I'm going to share just a few things with you guys here is this, is that compassion is having a fellow feeling for. It's allowing our heart to ache when someone else's heart aches. That's compassion. So what's interesting here is this, is that from this context and from what we're talking about is, is that there will be those who had heard this letter from Peter who would be tempted to say, yes, people should really think of my feelings first. I've lost my home and my livelihood. Think of me first. There would have been others who were offering true hospitality who would eventually think, I've provided food and shelter to these people who have fled from Rome. I've really sacrificed. Think of me first. Human nature doesn't change without Jesus. Human nature doesn't change without Jesus. So here's the deal. I would guess that same thought. Some of us might have be able to go through that today. I think Peter is suggesting this to his readers. In humility, you should consider the feelings of others above their own. He is urging them to meet the emotional needs of those who are hurting rather than the other way around. Compassion and humility work hand in hand to put us on the same page and on the same mission, church. They put us in harmony. We understand where each other has been and where each other is going because we seek to do so. Listen to this. Picture the situation. Again, considering the context of Peter's letter. There are Christians who are hurting. There are many of them like the family cat who have been kicked, come on now, and they have run under the kitchen table wondering what they did wrong. Now we're about to turn a page here. Come on now. Do we see how important harmony is to the healing that the church could provide in Jesus Christ? Come on now. There's people in our world that have been kicked. They don't know why they've been kicked. They're hiding under the kitchen table and they're looking for somebody to help get them out from underneath. They're looking for a church. They're looking for a savior that can can live in harmony, can be sympathetic, can show love, can be compassionate, can be humble. Will we be that church? Come on now. We live in this world that is suffering from a curse, the curse of sin. People have bad days. People leave their carts out. Listen, and they will be tempted to come home and kick the family cat, and they likely have been kicked as well. What if they found, come on now, church, listen to this now. Come on, help me, Lord. Mm. What if they found the people who sought to heal? Mm. Come on now. To understand and to restore rather than harm. Man, Lord, please convict me right now, Lord. Mm. What if they found a people who sought to heal and understand and to restore rather than to harm? I've shared this here before, and it's one of our core values for Pathway students, and it's on our wall back in our 
uh, student center, and you can go back there anytime and see it. But I love this. It's from a book called The Cure, and it says this, and I've mentioned this here. And this is what went for our students, and I believe this is what Peter's saying in this, in this quote. What if there was a place so safe? Come on now. The worst of me could be known. And I would discover that I would not be loved less, less, but more for the telling of it. Come on now, church. What if there was a place so safe, the worst of me could be known, and I would discover that I would not be loved less, but more in the telling of it. The way that Peter writes this. Listen to this in 1 Peter 3, 9. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing. Come on now. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. The gut reaction in life is this, right? We want to fight fire with fire. Come on now. Now I got some of the men's attention because that's what we love to do sometimes. We want to insult with insult. We want to repay pain with pain, right? We've been hurt. You're going to be hurt. But to fight fire with fire, evil with evil, insult with insult, is to continue the destructive curse of sin of this world. Come on now. Woo! The Lord is stepping on some toes. The curse that wants to wreck the most important, the most intimate of relationships, and the curse that destroys lives. By repaying evil with evil and insult with insult, we simply pile on the suffering the world experiences because of sin. Now, here's the deal. Some of you right now this is our day to do this and get it done some of us we got to do something today and this is what i believe peter's telling us to do we got to do this and it's called this i almost brought a stapler up here or some super glue right some of you are like oh i got the gift of gab no you don't that's called gossip I'm telling you, we would do our Savior good if we just did this. Come on now. Because for many of us, what happens is we love it, right? Oh, they insult me, I'm going to insult them. Oh, they, they, they came after me, I'm going after them. What's it saying that? So that you may inherit a blessing. Come on now. So what happens is, is that we live this because we're human. I get it. I'm not looking for anybody being per perfect. I'm talking about myself sometimes, especially when I'm driving. Whew, I'm just like, Lord, just don't let me insult that driver, okay? Just don't let me insult him. But man, we, if we would just... It's like, you know, when our kids are like... But what happens is, is we, 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 just, we do this thing, and I don't know if this is like a Christianese thing. That's a word I made up. I don't know what this is. <laughs> but we do this, right? We do this. <laughs> now, maybe this is just me, so this is going to be great. All right? So we do this thing where, like, we see people, and we're like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. And you're like, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I saw what she posted on Facebook. Mm. And we'll do that thing, you know, and then some of us will be like, yeah, yeah, God bless you. Lord, don't bless them too much. Don't bless them too much. <laughs> just, that's just me then. All right, we're in trouble. Oh, Lord, help us all. Now, we're having fun with it. I love having fun, but, man, this is a serious deal. I'll never forget this. I'm not even going to say who it is. It's someone close because I know they might be watching, and I don't want to. 
But they're, they're trying to figure this walk out with Jesus. And they made this comment to me. Mm. They said, Nate, why would I want to become a Christian? Why would I want to do this? Because there's people that say that they are Christians that have treated me way worse than people that have never said they're Christians that treat me better. Whew. Just hang on to that. We're about to get to that in a minute. So Peter writes, instead of fighting fire with fighter, we are to smother evil and insults with blessing. Oh, come on now. The blessing is Jesus Christ. Get up, get up out of that grave. Sorry, that's enough singing, but man, come on now. How do I come to this conclusion? Listen to Peter's words as he preaches in Jerusalem in Acts. Acts chapter 3, verses 25 and 26. God said to Abraham, through your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, context indicates this is Jesus, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. When we are insulted and evil is, is in us and upon us, instead of piling on the curse of sin, instead of piling on evil and evil, insult and insult, besides kicking the cat and keep kicking the cat, what if we responded with the blessing that we have called Jesus? We share Jesus. Come on now, the cornerstone, the living hope, the one who guaranteed our inheritance that is being safely stored in heaven for us. Just share Jesus. Just share the blessing. And by sharing the blessing, we keep it. The only works in God's economy that when something is shared, something is kept. We share the blessing of Christ in order to keep it. Peter drives this point home in an Old Testament psalm. Listen to this. Psalm 34, 16 and 18, the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears him. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. Come on now, church. Now here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk before we wrap this up. Come on. Now I'm just going to be real and be open with you for a minute. I don't know all of you. I want to get to know you. I don't know how you got here today, but you're here. And if we're real for a minute, I made that statement from somebody. There's a thing that we have that we never talk about, and I don't know why we don't talk about it, but it's this thing called church hurt. Mm. Mm. Church hurt. We've been hurt by a church. We've been hurt by a pastor. We've been hurt by someone that called themselves a Christian. And for some of you, you walked in here today, and you're probably one of those people that have been hurt really bad. Maybe this is your first time in church in a long time. Maybe you come every week, and you've never dealt with it. Here's what I want to say to you, and this is this. Don't put your trust in me. Don't put your trust in anybody else. Put your trust in Jesus. Because it's real. And we never talk about it. We are human. We mess up. We do a lot of crazy things. There's probably people, this person that told me and shared this comment, they work in a rough place. They work in this factory. They work in a rough spot. They don't live here, so don't worry. You don't have to worry about seeing who, who is that? Who's saying that? No. And I, I, I can't ever get it out of my mind. I, I just can't ever get it out. And that's why these, these things that Peter's trying to tell us, there's times where, man, I just get in me 
fired up, especially when someone's leaving their shopping cart out. And I'm like, Lord, oh, just let me, let me not throw an insult. Let me not. Try, just help me. That doesn't mean I'm good, Lord. You know I'm, I'm far from perfect. Look, I wore these pants today. Come on now. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. We're all on this journey called life, and we're trying our best. But what if? What if Pathway Church, nobody else, we don't worry about nobody else. If Pathway Church, as a group of believers, we did the best we could to represent our Savior, Jesus. And we said, it doesn't matter what your hurt in life is. It doesn't matter the hurt you've had from a church or from somebody. We're just here to love you. We want to show you love. We want to be sympathetic. We want to show you harmony. We want to show you what it is that God has for us. We want to be compassionate. We want to try to be as humble as we can through this. We want to take the journey with you. And so, so many times what happens is, is that we never deal with it. Some of you that are in here, you've never dealt with the church hurt. So you continue to do what? Insult and insult, hurt and hurt, right? Evil and evil, you keep it going. What if today, man, come on now. What if today you just gave it up? We can't do any more about it. We can't control anything more about it. So why carry it anymore? Why carry it anymore? Why continue the chaos? What if today is the day that you said, I'm going to be done with it, and today you started a new journey and to thrive in what it is that God has for you? But then with that, church, come on. What if we were the ones that did what Peter's telling us to do in these verses of Scripture? What if we did? So here's the next steps. The worship team is going to come, and we're going to sing, and we're going to talk. But here's some questions, and I want to talk about these questions. And here's the, here's the questions. Are we on the same page? Are we in harmony? I'm not talking even like, oh, man, things look great. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what Peter's getting down to the nitty-gritty here. So are we seeking to understand one another and to live like family? And, or are we trying to fight for, to be the loudest or to be seen or to be known and we're all singing a different tune and we're not in harmony? But what would happen also, church, if we struck the I don't care from our vocabulary? What if we didn't live in apathy? What if we really were this sympathetic church and we were, be like, In the community, man, you got to go to Pathway Church, not because of anything, but because the people there truly live out the Word of God. So here's the deal also on the second part of that is, is maybe it's not church hurt, maybe it's just your chaos in life, and maybe for many of you, we've been kicking the cat. Do you feel crushed? Is your heart broken? And let's just be honest, as honest as we can be. Are you sitting here today and sometimes you feel like the family cat and you've wondered what you've done wrong? You're kind of like that black sheep of the family, right? Nobody talks about it. The holidays are coming up. We're going to just sweep it under the rug again at Thanksgiving. We'll sweep it under the rug again at Christmas because what? That's what our family does, right? 
What if we got rid of the chaos this year? And for whatever reason, you feel like you've been that cat that keeps getting kicked and you just kind of said, you know what, I'm just going to stay hidden under the table. I'll continue the chaos in my life. I'm not going to do anything about it. I believe that God has more for you. And I believe that's where this thrive comes in with this series and this theme that we're going through. I believe that he wants to take that chaos from you. And so for many of us, we've been guilty like Mr. B. We've had a bad day and we've taken it out on somebody, then they've taken it out on somebody, then they've taken it out on somebody, and then the family cat gets kicked. And we had some fun and we have this silly little stuffed animal cat up here but it's us that's been kicked. You've been kicked. (laughs) We're gonna sing something, but I wanna share this and then we're gonna wrap it up. Sometimes it's hard to always put into words what Jesus has done in my life. And so I want you to experience the same. And so there's an old hymn that just stuck with me for this. Just going to read the first part of those lyrics and then uh, we're going to sing together. is so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know thus saith the Lord Jesus Jesus oh how I trust him How I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace to trust him more. I don't know how much you've been kicked. (laughs) I think it's time to let go of the chaos. And maybe we could be the ones to start living these five things that Peter has given us. And to show the world about a Savior named Jesus. That's what we want. May the Lord bless you. opportunity to respond, find healing when we go to Jesus, amen, and you can go to Jesus when you go to the altar.
so the altars are open. And if you don't want to be prayed with or over, just say, no, thank you. Um, but go to the altar. It's a sacred place where you can be alone with Jesus or be prayed for. If that stirred something in you that you need something this morning, don't hesitate to respond. But let's sing together. Beautiful, beautiful hymn. It's been a beautiful day. We're thankful for you. I always say this, but we're just in this journey called life together. And we've got to 
have each other. I need you. And uh, hopefully there'll be times you need me. So people are praying. If you need to pray, there's people here to pray with you. If this is your first time, we just want to say welcome. We're a family. We, we got a lot of good things and a lot of things wrong with some of us. And uh, we love to laugh and have a good time, but also to hear what God has to say to us from his word. So we'd love for you to go to our welcome center out there and just a chance for us to get to know you and take this journey with you as well. We love you, and, and uh, may the Lord just bless you this week. And we're thankful for, uh, for you and what God's going to continue to do. Have a great week. Thank you.